Hello, travelers. Welcome to 99 Potions Fanbyte's premier RPG podcast. I am one of your hosts, head of Fanbyte Media, head of large, John Warren, please, head of large. Uh, also with us is uh, the wonderful, magnificent managing editor of Fanbyte.com, Stephen Strom. Hello. I'm not the one who's so far away, but I am here <laughs> to play some RPG. That's, you know what? It's better than I thought it was going to go, but that bar, not entirely high. Uh, Also with us is our wonderful news editor, Imran Khan. Uh, I have decided that I am an ombudsman for this podcast. Okay. That likes, with Natalie gone, I am here to like come in as an outside party and keep everyone in line. Oh, okay. Oh, keep everyone in line. Okay. Yeah. No, and I do that. I'm I'm a bad ombudsman is the other thing. So like, I'm not actually doing that job. Oh, right. Yeah. Cause yeah. I feel like there has been a lot of riffraff on the show. Specifically since, me. Yeah. Yeah. I was okay. Gotcha. Okay. So trying to, okay. So you're trying and failing to lower the amount of riffraff. I didn't say I'm trying that hard. It's just what my job is. <laughs> That's fair. I love, I love being hired for a job and not trying very hard. It's like one of my, <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite pastimes. That, um, that is every game development job I've ever had. <laughs> yep. Um, I, uh, this is our news quest episode. It is the end of July. I can't believe that. First of all, holy Jesus. smokes. Uh, and I'm going to, I'm just going to go ahead and say it folks dry as a bone out there and i don't just yeah. mean the weather i the news well, mm, the new, oh. well <laughs> what are you talking about john <laughs> well yeah it's been raining a little bit here too but it's really hot but uh the I, news I is was dry in, as a bone i've been in the great plains for the last couple of weeks uh it's too hot yeah, it is yeah. hot like it is like oh i just don't want to leave the house for literally any reason yeah. it could be on fire and i'd be like probably preferable to outside yeah mm-hmm. it, it's humid as fuck like the rain don't go nowhere yeah the yeah. water it's stick it's stick because there's no mountain <laughs> there's no mountain there's no mountain it just sit yeah it's uh yeah it's really hot in the central area of the country right now uh i had to but, walk five minutes and i was like i don't think this is worth it maybe i call an uber yeah i think that's fair i think that's fair well the middle of the country might be hot but you know what's not hot games news uh not a lot happening, to be totally honest. But I did want to kick it off by just uh, I I saw this yesterday, and I I I read it, and I was like, well, that I I remember thinking, well, that seems fake, and it turns out it was. Uh, the, <laughs> uh, the, yes, kind of. Yes, the, the answer. Yes, kind of. And I I want you to talk about that uh, in a moment. But uh, there was a a a, a I would say a fairly decent looking uh realistic looking uh press release that came out uh on july 28th or i guess it was it got released this morning or last night i think it was like released last at some night, point yeah. last night uh but it was a press release ahead of uh today uh, we're recording this on the 28th um that interplay is uh starting a new label and a new company called interplay 2021 inc and it's coming back this October. Of course, if you're aware of Interplay, they used to have the uh, the Fallout license. They used to uh, do Baldur's Gate stuff. Um, and the Fallout 1 and 2 games were kind of their 
claim to fame for a, yes. a, like a lot of people in modern like in stuff terms of stuff that has survived but they were yep. like a big name for a while yep and in the press release it does say the company's main goals for 2022 and beyond is releasing new games that will officially continue the franchises and i'm just going to paraphrase here of well-known games including fallout mdk Baldur's hmm. gate uh just, it's star trek a lot of things that like just so you know, everyone's aware, our licenses that belong to other companies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, that was such a curious announcement. And I kind of went to bed just going like, well, that's the weirdest thing I've seen today. That sounds like a Tommy Tallarico joint or something like that. <laughs> um, I'm interplay so, a vision. Interplay a vision. Um, and that's RPG adjacent because, you know, whenever someone says we're going to continue the Fallout series, I go, well, <laughs> I, I, I guess I'm curious about how that works. Um, of course, we're bringing the Lar- back Van Buren. <laughs> we're bringing back Van Buren. Um, and of course, like Larian Studios is working on Baldur's Gate 3. And like, wow, my voice went real high on that. Three. <laughs> Baldur's Gate 3. Um, and so, yeah, this this seems like total bullshit. Imran, can you shed some light on this? So it is total bullshit in that this is not interplay. This is a company or people who are pretending to be Interplay, but this company also acknowledges they are not Interplay, but they're just taking the name. And when they announced, like, oh, we've got new Clay Fighters, we've got new MDK, like, they're like, oh, these are all, by the way, 100% in just development concepts. We have not actually started working on any of these games. So it's possible there is a thing, an entity somewhere that want, that says they want to be Interplay, and is currently thinking about this, but is in no way actually like in development of anything or it working on any of these projects like legitimately. Like, right. obviously, getting Fallout back from Bethesda alone would have been difficult. Not They're now happen. Microsoft. Right. Yeah. Like, there was a little bit of a legal standing when it was just Bethesda. Right. Now they would be crushed. Now there are just zero chance. So like, it, it, none of this, none of this makes any sense whatsoever. And it's unclear if it's a prank or it's people who are being extremely misguided, which is the kind of I was this, getting at. This is this is like if I just show up tomorrow and I go, "Hi, I started Treasure Two, and we're going to release Mischief <laughs> Makers, the next generation, uh, next year." Also, I also started Square Enix slash Nintendo, and boy, do we have a surprise for you if you like Super Mario RPG? Like, it just doesn't make any sense why someone would do this i actually have a personal story related to that that kind of thing where uh when in my 20s my grandmother passed away and we ended up selling off her estate and all that jazz and like i got a decent amount of money from that i decided what i would do with my money was not save it i was going to buy the the ip for river city ransom so i found the guy who owned it (laughs) and i was like hey would you like to sell this he was at the time working on a fan game and it wasn't going well and i was like okay well if you want to buy the ip for ransom i'm going to sell it and we were like in negotiations at the last minute he raised the price and all that and we're still like talking about it during those negotiations atlas just straight up announced hey we're going to just make a new River City Ransom game. And everyone was extremely confused about why the hell that was happening. So huh. I let them deal with it and just kind of backed away. Right. At some point, I think Arc System Works bought it from him or bought the like Kunio like Weird. from them. And like that, that's, I guess, how that went. But apparently you can't just say like, hey, I'm just going to, I don't know who owns this. If somebody wanted to go say, I want to make No One Lose River 2, I don't know that anyone would be able to stop them. Necessarily. Wow. That's wild. Oh, oh. 
this is not as as interesting a point as that because that is like bonkers, <laughs> Imran, and it's, it's wild to me to hear that. Uh, I do want to add like some. It, this does kind of like play off of a similar thing here, though, which is like the the state of video game rights holding is super super weird because there's a bunch of old games where like those those rights have been passed down, you know, post video game crashes and other things from like company to company. They oftentimes wind up in like the hands of holding companies that don't even know they own it because they like bought the debt from the company that the guy that bought it from a company during a fire sale or something like that. And it's just like, well, we wanted their computers and just it happened to be included in that sale was were the rights to fucking uh, MDK or whatever, you know, like that sort of stuff can happen. There was a company I thought Interplay the company called Interplay still technically existed and existed basically to just go around doing that, to basically just go around saying, like, similar to how Atari is still around and they're like, we're making hotels and they have lore and all that <laughs> stuff. I thought Interplay was still around and like that and they, you know, they didn't make games or anything like that, but they would occasionally show up and say, we have this old thing. We technically still have the rights to it's on GOG now. And also we're suing Blizzard or whatever because of they they made a game uh, that was based on our thing or something like that. Like, yeah. I thought there was some weird scam company that was still called Interplay that was like a shell of its former self that is apparently separate from this unless that also eventually shut down. I like, get I mean, that, I don't know. The, there was a real interplay that like tweeted was like, hey, this company yeah, this, is not this, us. Yeah, this is not. OK, us. so they, they, they are still that. around. Yeah, yeah. I I guess they're just there for licensing, but I don't know at the point this point what they would license. Yeah, yeah. They don't either. own anything. I don't. I don't know if that. I mean, that's, there were some. I'll say this: there were some franchises in here that I don't know where the IP is. So I'm just going to list it. A lot of the stuff is not uh, RPG adjacent. I apologize. I know you come here for RPG talk, but some of this is not RPG related. Uh, Clay Fighter, Descent, MDK, Messiah. Rock and roll racing. I don't know where those lie right now. Rock and roll racing must be back with Blizzard because they that was in that Blizzard they did a, collection. They did they a thing. Right. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. I've just went to interplay.com yeah. uh, by the by the way, and it just all it is is um our it's like a list of partners and then a link and then a huge black icon that says Black Isle Studios, which is a different <laughs> West, a different game company. That's amazing. Gosh. Yeah, so I don't know. This is just they, so strange. Interplay supposedly claimed to own Clay Fighter about six years ago because they announced a remaster, but it I don't think the game ever came out. Right. So, like, I don't right. know. I don't, I don't know. Got Are there it. just, like, ghost interplays? Is the interplay, like, a mantle that you have to, like, like it follows ghosts? That's sort of, like, <laughs> you just have to take on... The, every time someone claims to be interplay, they have the ghost of interplay following them and have to claim to put out a game until someone else can take it out. I, I think I actually know what interplay in its current um, possessed form is doing is doing right now with its, with its current host, um, which is... I, I saw that this had happened. I didn't realize that this was Interplay, I, but I've, I've gone to their Facebook page. I, technically, I've gone to facebook.com slash Black Isle Studios, which is the what that <laughs> link on the interplay.com website goes to. And that, you know how they put out that like Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance reboot that was just called Dark Alliance and it was not very good recently? Right, yeah. Somebody else put out in like just straight HD ports of Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance on Xbox for $30, like two weeks ago. That's oh them, apparently. 
that that bad port of Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance from the PS2 um, with like illegible font is uh, is apparently an interplay slash Black Isle Studios zombie release. So there you go. Wow. There was apparently a Clay Fighters DS in the works, and there's pictures of that one that just never ended up coming out in 2010. Like, oh, a, a DS game, not like a DS that had a oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Clay Fighters show. Okay. <laughs> it is called Clay Fighter colon Call of Putty because they are extremely clever over there. Wow. Call of Putty? Putty, yes. I, you know uh, what? If they made a Clay Fighters game and they put David Putty from Seinfeld in it, I'd be like, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, Jordo agrees. Yeah, yeah. Wow, Jordo you and Jordo had the same idea at the same time. Good job. Um, uh, now, I mean, that would be great. I mean, uh, fucking Walburton will do anything. I think yes. so. Um, yeah, I thought this was very strange. I thought it was very funny. Um, I I liked how when I woke up this morning, everyone had basically just confirmed that it's total, totally, total bullshit. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. Twitter Whatever. deleted the the fake account, which is not yeah, a thing did. I see them do that often. No, it's right. not. It's not super often, but I, it's pretty clear. I mean, they're impersonating a, an entity that actually exists. Um, so I don't know. It's 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 odd. Um, but but yeah, that's that's one of the things that's happened this month. Um, <laughs> the the other thing that I think I, I definitely want to dive into is I think. I think there's more meat on the bones before we get into a couple other things. Um, the Final Fantasy Pixel remakes uh, are out this week. Um, uh, one, two, and three are out by the time that we are recording this. I think four, five, and six are coming out in a couple of days, I think. I can't remember what the actual date is. Within the next month. I don't remember exactly yeah. when. Uh, but one, two, and three are out now. Uh, and, of course, everyone was curious about... Uh, how these things would look. We've seen some changes to the actual pixel art, and I don't know if they're improvements, but the one thing that we do know for sure now, uh, because folks have been playing them and posting them, is that the font situation, in terms of the size of font on the screen, is abysmal. Uh, Steven, you saw some of this. Do you want to talk about that for a moment? Yeah, like you said, I don't think there's a ton of meat on this particular bone, but yeah. people actually seem, at least the couple of people that I've seen who have actually bought the game and played it, actually seem pretty happy with the art itself. They seem yeah. to be talking uh, pretty positively about it, but it is, it looks like a joke. It This looks fake. Yeah. Like, speaking of if RPG deep fakes happening in the news this week, um, like, I've got a screenshot that I shared in this in our Discord channel here. There, So you can see in that image, and I know describing images is bad audio, but just, like, <laughs> picture a Final Fantasy uh, game with the menus in blue and everything like that, and then, like, big, huge buttons that you would have, like, on a phone game, because yeah. it is on the phone, yep. but then the text in the buttons is, like, 10% of the real estate? And, and yeah. also the kerning, like the distance between the, the letters kerning. is so small. So like these, these letters are very, very tightly spaced and, and also very small. So they look smushed. They look like yeah. you went into Photoshop and then like unclicked on the little chain link when you were resizing something and then smushed it uh, horizontally smaller than it should. Be. So it was already small, small and thin. It's not very bolded text and then made it even and then distorted that further it's uh, it's yeah. illegible like if you look at this uh, like at any kind of distance if i don't have this blown up on my monitor i can't read these words it like from an accessibility standpoint it's abysmal 
it's like in school when I was like, oh, I'm running out of paper. I better just write smaller. And it, like, <laughs> it makes it illegible. Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, RPG site has basically a fix for this. And it involves like literally going to the game's files and replacing the font. Right. It's only <laughs> doable on the PC version currently. Right. Uh, oh, so and wait, it does break whoa, it wait, a wait, little bit. Wait. So what you're saying, Imran, is that we can go in right now and put Nexa Bold, Fanbytes font in this, so that everything <laughs> just looks like a shit post that we made. This is great. I don't know, this is wonderful news. I don't know if it works with every font. I think like you end up just I based on what they're saying, it seems like they the font is compacted for no good reason. Yeah, right. And this just kind of like lets it breathe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The uh the the one caveat with that that I saw on that RPG site story is that depending on the font and the size that you do, the font will sometimes over it doesn't like break the game, break the game, but it will sometimes overflow off the size of the screen or off the side of the um the little text bar if you do that. Um so your mileage may vary to a certain degree. Yeah. But John, I do love this idea. I do love the idea of right. um, yes. welcoming back Natalie Flores to the program um, in a future episode here uh, with an icon that just shows her like uh, attacking all of us. That'd be very good. That would be very good. In fact, I'm <laughs> making notes right now, <laughs> making some notes on how to do that. Um, yeah, so these are out now. I haven't got my uh, hands on them. I did download the three that are available. So I want to take them for a spin. It has been... I've played three. I don't actually know if I have played any meaningful amount of one and two. I don't think I have. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Have either of y'all played the, like the super old ones, Final Fantasy games? I, I remember the opening of Final Fantasy. Like it just burned in my memory. I remember everything through Garland to crossing the bridge. And I remember just nothing after that. Like abs- yeah. Like not even just a small inkling of, oh, I, I know that part they're talking about. It's like it just completely gone in my head. That's funny. What about you, Steven? Yeah, basically not at all. Like I own the GBA ports of like four, five and six, but one, two and three are a complete blind spot to me. The only thing I know about two is that it's barely a Final Fantasy game and it's actually more of a test bed for the saga franchise of RPGs. Right. Yeah, I'll 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 be interested to to play, especially one and two. I played the three remake on DS. I don't know if if y'all played that, but uh, I did I, I think i've played through three because i remember finishing that game with just ninjas and sages right like that's that's pretty much what you want to do is like you want two ninjas two sages and you're good but i don't remember much about it yeah i it, it did not leave a, a huge impression um uh do we know if the uh jordan asked a good question do we know if the japanese language versions have similar font uh, problems they they are fine as far as i know uh i've seen pictures of the japanese font and they look just perfectly okay Huh. Weird. Do they look like stylistically better at all? Are they still like this super weirdly high resolution font or are they more pixely? Uh, they they look like this font. They just look better spaced out. Okay. Uh, yeah. It, it, uh, hopefully, if you read Japanese, then it sounds like it'll be good. Uh, yeah, I think I think if you play it on PC, it sounds like maybe doing the the fonts, which will work. But hopefully, they come out with a patch because it, it is bad. It is just like it's small. It's just it it just looks terrible. And they've been so bad at these at any one of these like ports for the the older games, especially recently. Just with like I I would say like the the text box situation is like a little bit better, but it almost feels like this was supposed to be a fix for that weirdly like phone game looking 
like super high resolution text box stuff that was like really right. distracting but this is like not the right fix for that um, yeah it's so weird to me too because we have talked a lot on the like in these in past couple of weeks especially about like how bad a company like nintendo is at paying homage to its own history and sort of like allowing people to access that and stuff and yeah. like how bad they are at like the internet and whatnot Square Enix, I don't get the same vibe from them. They run the most successful multi massively multiplayer online game in the world right now. They have other live games, you know, Outriders and stuff. They've branched out into Western development and different things. I feel like they have to have people at that company who are like, listen, we can't keep doing this. Like, we can't. People fucking hated those phone ports. We got to do it right this time. <laughs> right. And like how I don't know why those people are not getting listened to or or why this is a corner that it's, gets cut in the development time of just, these games. Obviously, game development is tough, but it's just Nintendo with the Skyward Sword thing. Everyone's like, we hate the controls. And then they're like, OK, here you go. Fucko. Here's here's, here's some bad <laughs> controls. And then it's like we're like, no, no, no. Like, please fix this font. All you got to do is fix the font. And they're like, here you go, fuckos. And it's just like it's uh, it's worse. Yeah, I don't really yeah. understand it either. It's hard to say whose fault, like, is it a Square Enix West thing or a Square Enix Japan thing right, or whatever, yeah. like, because th that company more than a lot of other companies feels like it has just a hard division line between the West and Japan. Mm -hmm. And like, I kind of wonder if maybe somebody was like, hey, this font is bad. We need to change it. And then Japan was like, no, we're not doing that work. It looks fine in Japanese. So y'all just deal with it. Yeah, you do yeah. sometimes get that kind of vibe from them on a couple of different things. Like, it, I feel like that was a thing that had happened in the past. We've talked about this on previous episodes as well. But like, you definitely saw that with the way that they handled like their Western franchises when they had bought IDOS and all that stuff with Tomb Raider and Hitman and saying like, these were big flops. Anyway, we're going to spend another $50 million on <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3. Or E3 in general felt like a very like the West going, no, this is our show. You guys right. can... Mm -hmm. If yeah. you're going to do the other stuff, do it somewhere else. Right. right. Yeah. This year's E3 especially. Yeah. 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 It definitely felt like that. Well, we will, uh, we'll check out these pixel remakes or at least I will. And uh, maybe we'll talk about them on a future episode. Um, one game that came out this month that, uh, all three of us have actually played. I feel like that is such a rarity, honestly, on this show and like a lot of our podcasts. Uh, mm -hmm. but, uh, death's door did come out and, uh, we, we talked about this a lot on channel F this week or our major games podcast. And when I say we, I mean, Steven, um, but all three of us have played it. Uh, let's talk about this one, uh, for a second, because I think it's actually, I'm going to say probably an essential role-playing game. I think you could play, uh, you should play this year. I think. Yeah. I am. I'd, like it, it kind of, so this is from the developers of Titan soul, uh, acid nerve. And it's kind of no, not really surprising that it feels like a Zelda game with souls, style like and it's i know it's such a rote comparison i like i can feel the internet kind of glaring at me whenever i say it but yo this game is very <laughs> influenced by dark souls and i i think it hits that really well it manages to incorporate the things of like from software's uh art style and story and make it work with a different genre in a way that other developers just usually are not able to do so i was on channel f this week talking about this game pretty much at length um have either of you played Hollow Knight? <clears throat> I yeah. have. Uh, yeah, we, we both have. Yeah. I love okay. Hollow Knight. Yes. Great. Because I was going to say, like, actually on, on Channel F this week, I make almost the exact opposite argument. I actually say that it is not to me. It, it obviously has very clear influences from Dark Souls and from Zelda. Like, I don't think that's like 
in an incorrect comparison whatsoever but to me i think the more direct comparison is actually to hollow knight which is itself in turn influenced by dark souls so obviously there's like a lot of connective <laughs> tissue there but like there are very specific like atmospheric and stylistic choices in this that feel directly pulled from hollow knight specifically like the way that there is when you get hit the music like everything stops and the music goes before it like speeds back up again is like straight from hollow knight the magic system where it is entirely based on you attacking enemies with your melee normal hit to get mana back to then cast more spells is directly a hollow knight thing um so i feel like there's a lot of connective tissue there as well um i think in terms of the in terms of the gameplay, you're correct, but like for me, it was things like, "Oh, you met a knight in front of this estate who oh, is like yeah, just yeah. kind of dumb and like kind of yeah. goes with you in your journey, but doesn't actually do anything; just kind of hangs out." Yeah, that's an onion knight comparison for sure. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Named Pothead, which is a fantastic name for a. <laughs> <kind of> pothead. <laughs> that's really good. Yeah, this is just a beautiful uh, kind of top-down isometric. I, Stephen, you you said it has like a toy-like quality on Channel F, and I, I yeah. agree with that. I think it's very. Um, it feels very crafted in a lot of ways. Um, Absolutely, yeah. If you, I'm, I'm not saying the, the deliberateness of the comedy is here, but I think if you liked, I think if you liked the conceits of like Grim Fandango and Monsters Inc., yeah. there's like kind of a through line here of like you, you're also an adorable bird, like you're a little bird that can't really fly at the beginning, and you're, you're just, you know, moving your little bird feet around, which is adorable. The animation um, for him climbing ladders where he's just like, dip, 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 yeah. with his little wings is so good. People have been sharing this image a lot, but there are signposts, and if you cut the sign with your sword, it cuts the text box uh, in half that, uh, that you read afterward, which is like, I've it. I've been playing games for 30, uh, 32 years. I've never seen anything like that. I thought that was so funny. It's a great gag. It's a really good visual gag. Um, I really like death as a bureaucracy as like a, a theme. I do too. I, f- I feel like we may be getting close to like saturation. We're close. That. Yeah, we're close. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I also like, I didn't get a chance to talk about this a ton on channel F, but like on Twitter, one thing I had said, and this, this ties in specifically to the satire thing of the death as a bureaucracy sort of thing. This game has gags. And I think the gags work really well, like the signpost cutting. There's a guy there's like this one part where you get from like the first zone of the game to like the third zone of the game via a gondola. And the gondola is this kind of like big kind of chubby, fun chameleon thing that like um, basically goes underhanded on a big um, like on a big rope. Um, So he's hanging upside down from the thing. And when you get to his gondola post in the new area, there's a sign that indicates his face or whatever, but the sign is upside down and you realize it's upside down because he's <laughs> upside he down. Yeah, all yeah, the time. yeah. That's really and amazing. That's, and I love that stuff. Yeah. And then so this game has gags and it has jokes. And yeah. I think the jokes actually suck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's some, there's particularly the stuff with your boss at the, the world of the dead early on in the game where he's like, sitting there and it's like this game has like such a good because it is in in a very hollow night like way where it's like very cute and subtle and quiet but at the same time feels meditative and uh, melancholy and 
not not like overwrought, but sad in a in a small way, like in terms of the ambiance and the music and the way that you know characters have kind of like uh, their position in the world, their relationship with each other. And then like you get back to death, uh, you be, not death, but you get back to your boss in the world of the, the the dead, and he's got a mug that says "World's Best Lord" on it and whatever. And it's just like, come on, guys, nobody forced you to write that. Yeah. I feel like that is a little bit of trying to kind of grasp the 3D Zelda is definitely what I'm thinking about of like mm. the way the characters in that world work uh, when I think about NPCs in a Zelda game I think about Beatles specifically um, yeah. the way he acts and how you get so much personality from him and I think a lot of developers look at that sort of thing think oh we can do that too but it doesn't necessarily work because Beetle is a nothing character, so having person giving him that personality and like characteristics is fun and funny. If you gave that to say Ganon, it would be like, oh no, you're you're misinterpreting your own tone yeah, here, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. And I think like ninety percent of the game is like strikes that tone really well. And then there's like, I, I can think of like four specific jokes that I won't get into for spoiler territory, especially since they come near the end of the game that are just like, uh, like you guys uh, in, and that is one of my things too. Like I love hollow Knight, and hollow Knight does such a good job of striking that balance of like having these cute little bug people who are sometimes funny, but they're, they're like one note characters that you infer a lot about. I think your beetle comparison is fantastic. Imran because you infer so much of those characters based on their mannerisms and right, right on top of them. This yeah. game did like just 10% of the time isn't content to just let you infer. It has to spell the joke out for you. It has to spell out the exact specific uh, thing it is going for here in a way that is like too obvious and just really breaks the mood in some really bad ways, especially at the end of the game where it starts to get way into like the metaphysics of its universe. And uh, this isn't a huge spoiler, but there are some there are some oblique references to Titan Souls, which I did not know were references to Titan Souls until I went online. I was like, I don't understand what is happening here at the end of this game. And then I looked up online and people were like, oh, it's a oh, it's reference Titan to Titan Souls. Souls. <laughs> it's like, OK, I never played that. Well, yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think this will be a much more a much more played game than Titan Souls is going to yeah. be my my guess. Um, I, I yeah, I, it's one of the best games I've played this year. Honestly, it's yeah. Uh, feels great yeah it's it feels really cool the fl- very fluid movement um if you yeah, the, the i will say dark souls like in its rolling mechanic a lot of rolling mm-hmm. in this game at least mm-hmm. for me but like also there's just no punishment for when i first died i was like oh i guess i gotta go get back my souls and right like, oh, wait, there's I no punishment them all? right yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, so, the only punishment is backtracking and the levels yeah, are big enough. I will say that. Yeah. There, yeah. There, there are Dark Souls style shortcuts that you can create as you navigate through this world. But like, uh, Stephen, you mentioned the lack of a map on Channel F. Yeah. You, you, yeah. you mentioned some other things. I would say that the worst, the worst part of this game is, I think, some of a slog of getting around. Um, yeah. But, there's no fast but, travel either, really. Yes. There's kind of a hub world that will take you to certain zones, but right. even that's a little hinky. Yeah, yeah, they're they're not labeled, or like they are labeled, but not in a way that like makes sense to the player. Of like, I didn't clock the name of this area when I was going in. Is this where I'm supposed right. to go? Right. And that was a big problem for me. So I 100% at this game on Monday. Uh, I will say this too, by the way, if you want to get the true ending of the game, it's, it's kind of whatever. It's just, I was hoping there would be an extra boss fight. So that, that was also kind of a bummer to me is like, this game is like way easier. I think than hollow Knight gets, especially in the DLC for hollow Knight, gets fucking challenging as hell. Yeah. Um, this is not nearly as hard, but still 
the some of the boss fights are challenging in that exact way that Hollow Knight is challenging. And I love that. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to 100 percent this game. I'm going to get to the end because I want to get that secret boss fight at the end because that's going to be my reward as a person who loves these <laughs> kinds of games and these yeah. kinds of boss fights. I want that reward of that boss fight. There is if you are that kind of person, do not bother getting the 100 percent clear ending <laughs> because there is no extra boss fight. It's just a cutscene, And the process of getting the 100 percent ending is so much backtracking and is so opaque and vague yeah. about it. Like, you, you have to do seven things. I won't spoil all of them, but I, I want to say this one for people out there, and I can move on to, I'm sorry, to talk so much, but... The one of the things you have to do in this game, you don't have an Estus flask in the in the like Dark Souls comparison. What you have instead is you can kind of create soft checkpoints by collecting these life seeds that you plant in flower pots, and then those become like areas that you can return to to heal at any time. You in order to get the true ending, one of the seven challenges you need to do at the end of the game is collect all 50 of those life seeds throughout the entire game and then find all of the flower pots all throughout the entire game and plant all of them. Oh, no, I don't I don't like I've been avoiding those because like I feel like you should get more from not using them than using them. Oh, right. that's yeah. interesting because I've been planning one every single time I find one. Mm -hmm. Huh. I think both are are kind of valid. There was a game called uh, a couple from a year or two ago called Valforest that kind of like was a yeah. best of both worlds type situation where you placed your own checkpoints. But if you held on to the checkpoints as a currency, you could use it to get upgrades at the end of a level. And like oh, I was cool. kind of like, yeah, yeah, I, I was kind of hoping the game would do something like that. But no, it's just it wants you to collect all of those seeds. And it's not like those seeds are like. Oh, you'll just find them on your journeys. It's like sometimes oh, yeah, they're, they're hidden. hidden. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like some of the some of the levels. I, I I don't I don't mean to imply that they're visually confusing like this, but they they remind me a little bit of like a Monument Valley or like mm. um like an, an Escher painting in the sense of like mm -hmm. oh you need to basically duck around this corner to find like a little bit of an entrance that you can't really see from where you are, and the camera might shift. But you don't see that unless you kind of check that corner or whatever. Um, so, like, there is a lot of, like, kind of nook and cranny exploration that you can do. Um, I will say, like, the game definitely doesn't tell you, hey, you should plant these. Right. Like, yeah. it, very mm -hmm. much, it very much implies that they are, like, a... Uh, if they're here, if you need it kind of thing, not yeah. like, a, hey, plant these whenever you find one, um, which would probably go a long way in uh, helping folks uh, beat that 100% uh, ending. It, it doesn't even do the Zelda thing of like, oh, if you like, hey, when you first get introduced to it, it, it doesn't say like, if you find all 50 of these in the no, world, something right. good might happen. Right. You know, which, like, which I mean, like, I'm glad it doesn't do that, but also... <laughs> It's like, you better find these if you want to 100% the game. It's like, I don't know. But that said, um, yeah, I think they could have done a little bit better of a job introducing that mechanic. I don't yeah. know that I like the idea of true endings that are determined by collectibles. Like, yeah. just in general, really I feel annoying. like it's a way, it's an interesting thing that like, quote unquote, rewards people for getting all that stuff. But also it punishes people who don't. And they could not do it for any number of reasons, especially if, if you're under a re review schedule. That's a really right. rough thing to ask of people. Yeah. But also, just like, well, let's say you do do the thing of like, oh, I I got forty five of these fifty. I beat the game. Let me just go find the last five. And maybe the, maybe three of those you do find, and two of those are just like really just absolutely impossible. Right. It really sours you on like the last two. 
yep. Imran. I that's literally what happened. Like, so th- I will oh, to the game's credit. I, <laughs> this is I know this is not a full. We we briefly entertained the idea of doing a full Death Store review podcast, but I think like it's just maybe not as big enough of a game to to warrant that. So I'll just get this out there now. It does do a cool thing where. You can find an item that if you go in, if you pause the game and look in your items, it will glow if you are in a zone where there is a life seed you have not found yet. Mm, the, okay. the problem with that item is that item is also in a hidden secret area that the game doesn't tell you about or where to go or whatever. So you just have to like it's it's like just more complicated than it needs to be like i would love it if at the end of this game i mean if this game just had a map and then just like marked on that map hey there's something in this particular room that you haven't found yet we're not going to tell you where in that room we're not going to tell you like what puzzle you have to solve or whatever there's some there's some cool unique puzzles in certain rooms in this game um that are that are genuinely very cool if there was just a map that told me where those things were and like hey in this specific room you need to keep looking like that'd be one thing but instead it's like go to this specific area find this specific item go to a different area that is not referenced by that item at all because that item has the solution to a puzzle that will open a door that leads you to a room that gives you an item that if you pause the game during a specific time of day (laughs) you can see where the life seats are it's just too complex instead of that i would have much much preferred like to get the true ending like if there was like four extra bosses after the credits or something like that i would have way preferred like four more boss fights in that like challenging style that i enjoyed so much yeah but yeah I, I agree with you. I think as for if you're gonna do extra content, it should be it should engage in a way. I don't want to say like it should only be like bow systems that you do, but also I think that's a way way more fun direction to take it rather than go find the five hidden things that we didn't let that you couldn't find before. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just it's not at that point. Yeah. Not a very rewarding a thing. Yeah. Go to no, oshit.help for fanbite guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Instead of me who was going on IGN.com and like couldn't find this one fucking collectible because they said go to west and they what they meant was east and they typoed it and it's still in that stupid guide. I spent an hour looking in the wrong direction. <laughs> Come on, IGN. You don't know the difference between east and west. Wow. Maybe we've been saying it for years in back rooms. IGN doesn't know the difference between East and West. And now we've got <laughs> confirmation. Um, uh, one, one thing that I, I do want to bring up uh, really briefly uh, before we mention a couple other things and probably head on out. Um, sounds like World of Warcraft is starting to remove a lot of references to um, resident scumbag or previous resident scumbag Alex Avrasiabi. Um, this is one of those things with WoW that is so... I guess just like I have to say, I hope they kind of change their entire uh, viewpoint on this. There are so many things in World of Warcraft that are and 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 to be clear, this is, I think, true of a lot of MMOs, but so many references to real life people in World of Warcraft and also MMOs in general that it's like it's a matter of time before someone milkshake ducks and you've got to fucking just go in and cut it out. I think folks should quit doing this. Um I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what yeah. y'all think about it. I don't. I don't want to like spring this anyone, but Kotaku just put up a story while we were recording about I, like, yeah. <laughs> like a hotel room that uh, I, I do not know how to pronounce his name well. Avras Siabi. Yeah. Uh, his hotel room, which is the Bill Cosby suite, that had a framed picture of Bill Cosby, and 
This is not like, you know, a long time ago. This is fairly no, recent. This was, this was about seven or eight years ago. Uh, yeah, that piece just went up as we did it. I have to admit, I skimmed some of it. It's uh, really disgusting. Uh, we yeah. probably won't talk about any of the details here, but you should go read it because it uh, is uh, really uh, not great. It's really terrible. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's like, this is, this is an issue with like, okay, these big prominent figures in these companies get written into games. I mean, this happens across many, many, many different game genres, not just MMOs. Um, and I don't know, it's, it's always seems like a landmine to me. Um, when you do this, it's it's a landmine. And also part of that story that I wanted to mention was that Blizzard did confirm that a year ago, that guy got fired for misconduct Yes, and they didn't say word one right. about any of this or, or removing any of it until they got publicly caught right and, like, and he was named in the lawsuit so you among setting- many other people like like th- yeah. this is not like to be clear if people have somehow missed the story this is not like one guy this is like a decades-long culture of harassment particularly directed at female employees at blizzard that is yeah. like finally exploded uh out into the public in a major way in the form of like you said imran in a, a lawsuit yeah, but like if you fired the guy a year ago, you knew he was shit. So why is his name still in the game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I start to, to attention to it. I start to imagine those. I start to imagine those conversations with the devs of just like, okay, like we know this guy's gone. We know he got fired for whatever. Uh, are we going to do anything about removing his name from the video game that uh, uh, millions of people play? And that conversation just steers exactly what you said, Imran. It's like. No, okay, like, will anyone notice? Uh, no. So let's just leave it in until it gets loud enough to do something about. So ah, uh, it's just like, I just feel, I just feel so, I mean, I feel bad for like a, a million different people in this situation, but it's just that it seems like one of the easiest things in the world to do to like anytime you name something in a game after someone bad, uh, I, you just don't get it out. And it's because they probably don't want to fix it. I mean, it seems like the, 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 uh, the culture is so bad there that that's just really what it comes down to. So, yeah, um, I think, I think to a certain degree too, like I, well, I think there's an element of like the culture is bad because they, they don't want to draw attention to that because like the second you pull that character out of the game, you get questions, people asking like, wait, where did that character go? Uh, well, hadn't you heard about blah, blah, blah. His name is with this guy. Uh Oh, that guy must've done something bad. And they don't want to like draw attention to that until they absolutely have to deal with it. Like, which is what we've seen in the reaction from Bobby Kotick and Activision Blizzard as a whole with the whole, like the, when the lawsuit first happened, their initial their immediate response was like they're all liars fuck them um mm-hmm. and then immediately followed by people uh sharing many 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 stories and examples of uh their poor behavior oftentimes in public and on <laughs> like literally recorded on phones and such um in like that blizzard panel that was going around there a couple of days ago right um where they like basically laughed a woman off the stage for asking about over sexualized characters in world of warcraft uh, also a game that has many, many, many racial stereotypes in it as well. Yeah. Um, but they don't want to draw attention to that. I also think like on a tech, purely technical standpoint or like a, like a writing technical standpoint, I guess, I don't know what the word for that is when you're making a game this size, cause it's not just real world people that they have in the game. Right. It's also like, here's, um, Lario and Moigi and like their two <laughs> right. brothers who wear green and red and live in Stranglethorn Vale. 
And like when you have this many characters and have to create this many quests for stuff like that, like I think you see this in Final Fantasy 14 as well. They just need to have fucking names. And sometimes right. you don't have time to go yeah. to fantasy name generator.com. <laughs> How many heralds do we have? We have 18 heralds already. Oh, no. uh, exactly. Shit. Yeah. So there's a density of writing there that I can understand. Yeah. But also using real world people as opposed to pop culture it's references. It's just not a it's, it's yeah. not a recipe for success. And it, yeah, it's, I mean, and it, and it is very disturbing that, yeah, this guy was kicked, kicked out the door. If you get fired, listen, if you get fired at Blizzard for misconduct, you've really fucked up, it seems like, because that that was that was, I guess, the final straw of a fucking straw factory with this guy. Um, <laughs> and and so I don't know. It, it's just it, it speaks to the culture of that company that he wasn't removed in the first place, you know, like like y- y'all were saying, Um Anyway, I just thought I would mention it because that's starting to happen. Uh, the WoW team released a statement and yeah. uh, said that this is something that well, they actually didn't name him by name, but uh, uh, the folks at WoWhead or Sister Site noticed uh, late, I believe, uh, last night or the night before uh, that they started to remove those things in earnest. So and they, they were vague about it. So who knows if they're just more, there's other shoes left to drop on that sure, thing. Right. Yeah. Cause like they didn't actually say, Hey, this is what we're removing. It's like, we're going to remove some stuff. We're, we we're not going to say exactly what yet. Yeah. And, and it will be interesting. I mean, and, and I'll definitely keep an eye on, you know, I'll probably talk to perk over at wowhead and stuff to see if she notices like any other stuff besides things referring to him. But it's like, it'll be interesting to see if they just start removing more than what we know and if that's maybe an indication that more stuff could be could be dropping soon um anyway that is a an awful story um and they they you know uh to jordan's point yeah they they can't say much specifically referring to the lawsuit because they're just under so many legal obligations not to but um if they start to remove stuff that doesn't have to do with alex afrasiabi then we'll uh I don't know. That'll be interesting to see. Um, yeah, I don't know. I thought this was an interesting sub sub point to an ongoing and terrible story. Um, obviously, we are in solidarity with the folks who walked out this week. Um, and uh, yeah, I hope I hope their demands are met. Uh, um, what else is there? I, uh, we know that Neo Tui, uh, Neo, the world ends with you, uh, is out this week. Imran, you played it. You are going to talk about it at length on another wonderful RPG podcast, Acts of the Blood God, which I'm very mm-hmm. excited to hear that. Uh, our own episode for that, uh, for that show, for that game, uh, will probably be out once Natalie comes back because we want Natalie's input on that as well. Uh, any like high level points you might want to make about that game? I was a little surprised it reviewed as well as it did, honestly. Interesting. Like, I, I think it's a good game, but I think, like, it, I saw a lot of people going, oh, this game is just utterly fantastic, that, like, game of the year quality. It's mm-hmm. it's always weird when you see that, and, like, you you didn't just jive with the game as much as everyone right. else did. Mm-hmm. Like, th- it it seemed to be a lot of nines and sevens and, like, very little eights, so I think that game is just going to be pretty divisive in terms of how people feel about it. For me, I thought that... The game it, it introduces a fresh new cast, but then very slowly starts eroding their roles in the game mm. in the story for people who were in that game in the previous in the previous game to wrap up their their uh, dangling whatever dangling plot lines that were not also all that dangling because they were introduced in the Switch version uh, a couple of years ago. But yeah. like, right. I, I, 
I kind of wish that we got, maybe that's Twiwi 3 is, oh, now we find out how everyone else grew and got their own, like, finished arcs, as opposed to this game where they just kind of, like, drop it. There's an anime, too, right, that is not just, there's not just a retelling of the first game, but it has more wrap-up on certain characters? Am I wrong about that? It, it It's basically a retelling of the Switch game. So, like, okay. all that extra content as well, which is, I think why they made this game and why they were so comfortable tying it so directly to the the previous Tweeby was them going, okay, well, it's an anime. People can just watch that because you, you need to. You like you need to know what happened in that extra content. Otherwise, mm. just large huh. swaths of the game just will not make any sense. Interesting. That is such a fascinating choice because like I, I, I that we've talked, we, we had a Tweeby episode. I think it was probably almost three months ago by now, I think. But uh, um that you know there there's some density to that game it's also old i know it's gotten a re-release and some new some new looks but i'm a little bit surprised that this new game didn't at least ease people into that that's interesting it like Um, you it eases people into it in that like you have rindo in his group for about half the game until it starts going gotcha okay now this game is just about the thing that happened before Mm. and i think that's it's Maybe they're trying to tie things together. Or maybe they figured, oh, we need the we need people from the who like the anime to play this game and want to hook them in with that. Gotcha. But like, if they're planning to return to this series like again, I hope that they balance themselves out a little bit better. Interesting. Well, I am super looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Uh, you can, I, you're going to post some written pieces, I believe, about this over on fanbite.com. We have a review um, up right now. So. Review is up now. Yeah. That's correct. Uh, so please go check that out. It's uh, yeah. It seems like an interesting, if not divisive, game. Um, Stephen, we have one more note here. It seems like something called Nightwave. <laughs> Nora's choice is beginning in Warframe. We talked about Warframe quite a bit uh, last week, but what's uh, what's what's Nora's choice? Is that like a cool new like uh, grocery store brand of something? Yeah, it's the sort of like, you know how they'll sell Jif uh, at the, the grocery store, but yeah, if you go Nora's to Target, choice. they have Nora's Choice. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, this is actually honestly like a very short point. I just threw it in here because it was such a dry week, but we ended up talking about more stuff that I <laughs> no, thought. No, it's all right. I want to know. Um, War- so Warframe, which just had Tenocon, um happen, is in the sort of like pre-expansion lull right now. Uh, they have a free battle pass-esque thing it's not you don't have to pay for it at all um called nightwave which is this cool kind of thing where this lady named nora knight is a radio dj in the um warframe universe gives you like different battle pass type challenges and you get rewards for it over time uh it just basically seems like they are moving away temporarily at the very least from the normal battle pass structure um, to focus on the new war expansion that is coming out. Um, Ah. And so Nora's choice will be basically kind of like a greatest hits of the previous three seasons of the battle pass with a bunch of like rewards for players who have uh, not been playing during those three seasons. So they can get a bunch of old rewards that were previously only available on the battle pass. Um, Things like special cosmetics, like special ships that have special abilities and stuff like that. You can get Nora's ship, which is called the night wave um, that she flies around in um, sending radio broadcasts from in the game's lore. Um, You can get that to fly around yourself. 
yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if that's going to specifically be on the Norris Choice pick. I would hope so because I didn't get that ship, but I really want it. Um, but I assume that it'll be a lot of the big stuff. People who already have old those old um, cosmetics and stuff like that will instead get like basically bonus currency that you can use to buy other stuff. So yeah, just kind of a cool catch-up mechanic that starts on August 4th of this year uh, while people wait for the new war. Cool. A uh, quick question for you, Imran. Do you prefer Fruit Loops or Nora's Choice Fruity Hoops? I think Nora's Choice gets you more bang for the buck, but I yeah. can't like stand them up in a in a pantry because yeah. they're no, all bags. No, in the bag. Yeah. yeah. So Nora's well, Choice is get- in that bag. You got to get those kind of plastic containers that have the flip up top. You just transfer the cereal to that and you're fine. You can put like, you know, one bag of Nora's Choice will fit into like three of those things. You'll be set for days. (laughs) I've legitimately always kind of wondered what the like why people have cereal containers. They've just explained that to me. Yeah, because they get because they get Nora's Choice and then they then they put it in the cereal container. Yeah. Um. Well, it's going to be Nora's choice in this podcast at this point, I believe, because <laughs> uh, I think we've exhausted this fairly bone dry month of RPG news. I think August uh, will be a little bit busier, but you know what? <laughs> All bets are off at this point. Uh, we'll probably talk about some Final Fantasy 14 next month. We'll probably talk about um, yeah. uh, we'll probably have our Tui episode, Tui 2 episode. Uh, we will probably grab another couple of themed episodes. It's been a while since we've done like a theme episode. I think we should do one of those soon. Um, but, uh, yeah, listen, if you want to listen to all of our podcasts, you can do so over at podcastnet.work. Uh, we have two great new shows on the pod, on the network. Uh, one is volume slider. It is a, or, uh, it is a, I almost said RPG music, but you know what? A lot of them are RPGs that people choose. Uh, it is a video game music podcast. That is wonderful. You need to listen to it over on Spotify. <laughs> it's really funny. Not 100% of the listeners, are listening to the show on Spotify. If you're not listening to it on Spotify, <laughs> you are missing most of the show uh, because we actually get to play the music on the show. If you hate Spotify, I get it, but just get it for this one podcast. It's worth it. Uh, it's a really good show. Also, Paul Tamayo's one of our producers, wonderful podcast, The Optional, it, uh, has returned and is on the network as well. Please go give it a listen. As far as 99 Potions go, you should give us a big like and review uh we work really hard on this thing it's one of my favorite things that i get to do every week hang out with uh steven and imran and jordan and natalie uh so please go give us a nice review that would be super helpful um imran where can folks find you online uh folks can find me on twitter at imran zomg and on fanbite.com perfect steven where can folks find you uh you can find me on uh Twitter.com slash Steven Strum, where I stand alone. (laughs) (laughs) You can can find me with the snake bite enter my veins over at floppy adult. (laughs) Uh, You can can find our wonderful producer, Jordan Mallory at Jordan underscore Mallory. Thanks, Jordo, for everything that you do. Uh, That's going to do it for us this week. Uh, Before we head out, we're going to sidle up to the bar uh, and uh, get our potions ready. And until next week, folks. Click!